awesome book. And what was, what, what was happening was there were, were pagan people filled with immorality and in sin, worshiping false gods, coming to Jesus Christ in freedom. And all of a sudden there were Judaizers. Judaizers are those that refer back to the, the Old Testament law, kind of grab everything that, uh, from the Old Testament and put on Christians in the New Testament that you have to do. And one of them was circumcision. Okay, guys, that hurts. When I say that, it hurts, okay? Adult people, adult men, they were telling them to, you must be circumcised. And they were carrying this circumcision like a trophy. And it was taking their eyes off of who Jesus Christ and their freedom and everything that, that they do. They held their circumcision as their, their God and Christ was, was secondary. Now, what do we do? Forget about circumcision. We do church attendance, don't we? We do church attendance. We give our, we give our, we, we talk about our giving. Maybe even our ministry or our work for Jesus Christ becomes something that we worship and something that we look at as a law unto itself that draws us closer to God. There's nothing that you can do that will draw you closer to God but yielding yourself to the Holy Spirit today. Amen? There's four things in Galatians chapter 5 that if, if we allow things in our hearts and in our lives rise to the surface and become a law unto themselves other than the law of the Spirit of life, there are four things that happen to us. Let's read from Galatians chapter 5 and verse 2. And it says this, Listen, I, Paul, tell you this, if you are counting on circumcision or anything else to make you right with God, then Christ will be of no benefit to you, right? Have you ever uh, walked in your Christian experience and you just seem like you're doing, doing the right things and, and you're doing ministry and, 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 and you're trying to serve and you're trying to give and there's just nothing, there's no life, there's no freedom. And you have to get back to why you do, do the things that you do. Isn't motivation so important? Why do we serve and why do we love and why do we give? If you serve and you love and you give with the thought that you're going to get a hand on the back or a thank you, then you're in the wrong business, right? We serve and we give to honor Jesus Christ. Our love is, is towards the Lord Jesus Christ and that we are allowed to experience the glory of God and share that, and build his kingdom on earth, it's got to blow your mind that Jesus Christ would look to you to be a, a glory caster and a glory giver to the brokenness and to the dying and to the hurt of this world. It blows our minds. So if we carry anything today that puts itself above our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and our yielding to the Holy Spirit, it is Christ becomes of no benefit to you. And this is a sign. This is a, a symptom that you must locate and say, Christ is of no benefit to me. There's got to be something in my heart and life that I'm rising above Jesus Christ and, and my faith in him. Okay, let's go on. 
if you are trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, there's better ways. Let me tell you. I'll tell you that right now. You must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. And here the the thing is, if you look to something that you do as a law to to itself to, to give you a favor in God's eyes, then you have to do every law in the Old Testament to fulfill that capacity. And we can't. Jesus fulfilled the law when he died. All the judgment and condemnation of the world was upon him. He took the shame and the guilt. He who knew no sin became sin for us. So what? We might be free in the righteousness of God. He accepts you today. And he loves you. And he's calling you to come and lay aside everything else that hinders your faith in who Jesus Christ is. We got into the kingdom through grace. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his grace, through faith, we've come into this great relationship with Jesus Christ. How do you continue it on? By coming to church, by giving, by serving, by loving? No, just by yielding your heart to the Lord Jesus in faith, in Christ and Christ alone. What a great revelation. It frees you to work for him and to love him in everything that you do. Okay, thirdly, if you are trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. Wow. It's either life in grace or it's life in your good works and your efforts to try and please him based on what you think it is that pleases God. That's what we get into. Right? Let let me tell you. You are cut off from Christ and you find no favor in who God is. You are fallen away from God's grace. But we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness of God. These are the two great things that happen to us when we, when we rely on the Holy Spirit. Here it is. We who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised to us. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. Amen? All right. We who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness that God has promised to us. What a beautiful thought. When Jesus died, the temple in Jerusalem, the veil of the temple was rent in two, signifying our entrance into the very Holy of Holies. We're in. Isn't that great? Now in the Old Testament, the the, uh, priest had to prepare himself, had to cleanse himself, had to follow all the regulations of, of the law. And if case he didn't do that, he had bells on his robe and a rope around his foot. So when he went in and he didn't prepare himself, he didn't prepare his heart, he didn't cleanse himself, the holiness of God judges sin, he would die and they would pull him out. Okay? I'm glad we don't have to do that. Amen? Can you imagine the fear and trepidation trying to follow a list of rules and regulations 
to see if you're, you're, you're make yourself right with God. And then, and then, you know, as they open the curtain, I hope I did everything right. Oh, <laughs> ah. So here it is. Jesus Christ himself went into the Holy of Holies, sacrificed himself. The blood of Jesus Christ cleansed us from every sin. And now, because of the righteousness of God and the power of the Holy Spirit and his indwelling in our hearts, when he looks at you now, he sees the righteousness of God. And he stands in the Holy of Holies with the veil spread wide open and he says, come. You've gained access into the very presence of God because of what I've done. Isn't that awesome? Living under the law is very painful. It brings shame and it brings guilt because we never know if we're doing it right. It brings judgment and it brings condemnation. Because we understand we, we have to be judged because we are, we are sinners. And it becomes a cycle in our hearts and in our lives. A cycle of shame and a cycle of guilt. A cycle of being judged and a cycle of being condemned. And we go in, into this cycle over and over and over again. And Jesus becomes farther and farther away. Until we finally say, Lord, there is nothing that I can do to gain access. There is nothing that I can do. I humble myself. I give of my heart and I give of my life and I, I yield my life in total surrender to you now. Take me and use me. And the freedom comes in. See, what happens is we're, we're saved and then there's a, there's a process of transformation that takes place where the Holy Spirit begins to mold you and make you. Have you ever uh, gone out into the country or maybe, maybe you do this yourself, but a, a, a dude gets a big block of a tree, right? And you're looking at that tree, and he's got like a the thing that goes zing. Chainsaw, right. Everybody say chainsaw. Yeah. And then he just starts molding and shaping that thing. And then he might get other tools, and he starts chipping, right? And then out of this filthy, dirty, dead block of wood comes this beautiful piece of art. It's a masterpiece. And we all go, whoa. Isn't that something? See, this is the exact thing that Jesus Christ wants to do with us. We're a dead block of wood. We're a piece of, piece of work, right? And, and he begins through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, as we obey it, he begins to mold us and shape us, making us into a beautiful masterpiece where his glory and his presence can be evident to a lost and dying world. Why he would do that, I don't know. It's his grace. It's his grace. So why do we interrupt the flow of God's grace with stupidity? <laughs> Amen? Right? The law of sin and death hangs on to grudges. The law of sin and death hangs on to unforgiveness. The law of sin and death hangs on to uh, your, your rights, right? The law of sin and death hangs on to things of the heart that bring bitterness and control and, and just wreck where there is no freedom whatsoever to be moved in the power and the wonder and the glory of who Jesus Christ is. And what he wants to do is he wants to cut that out of you. 
He wants to get rid of that. He wants to mold you and to shape you by the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can live for God in all of His glory and all of His wonder and be free. How many need freedom to forgive today? How many need freedom from wrong thought processes all your life that you've been struggling with, that have been tearing you down, that have been telling you lies, giving you opinions about yourself that you need to crush and you need to destroy by the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. He wants to bring freedom. How many of you want to be free to love your husband and to love your wife the way that God wants you to love your husband and to love your wife? Total surrender. She's raising her hand. Are you going to? Okay, there you go. All right. Good. Awesome. Awesome. I just saved your life, Rich said, uh, Andy. So that, that was good. She tried. She tried. Good. 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 Listen, there, there's freedom, friends. If you look at your life right now, is there, is there a wall in your heart and in your life that's keeping you from everything that God has for you? He wants to set us free to live in love. Love loves. Can everybody say that? Love loves. It's what it does. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 talks about this love. Let's, let's turn over there. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Verses 4 to 8, this is what God wants us to be set free to do and to be. In every situation, in every circumstance, everything that comes into our lives, we respond by this wonder of who God is and His love for us. Here it is. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Have you ever been rude to someone? Shameful. Very shameful. It does not demand its own way. Let me read that again for me. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. Do you find yourself irritable sometimes? Right? Isn't it funny? Somebody comes across a certain way and you're like, hmm. there's just something that comes over you like you just want to swat them. Or maybe take them down like this. Okay? To be free not to be irritated would be an awesome thing. It's a cry of my heart. And nobody on this earth irritate me. But I respond to them in love. All right, here, here, here we go. It keeps no... Oh, oh, oh. It keeps no record of being wronged. Can we say this? Is it too many words? Did you remember it? <laughs> i got to read it again. Okay. And it keeps no record of being wrong. It keeps no record of being wrong. It keeps no record of being wrong. That's the Word of God. So every record that you have in your heart and in your mind right now against somebody, drop it and let it go through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Here it is. And this is the, the awesomeness of God's love. It always attacks. It never retreats. It always conquers. It always wins. It's always victorious. 
because of who, who God is today. Here it is. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. God, we need your love. Set us free to love. So there is the there is the law that keeps the flow of the Holy Spirit from, from getting into our lives. Whenever we think of something that uh, we do that brings the righteousness or the provision of Christ upon upon our lives, it's it's not true. We yield to the whole power of the Holy Spirit and humble ourselves as we come before Him and say, God, I can do nothing on my own. I'm, I'm useless in serving You and in loving You unless the power of the Holy Spirit comes over me and I minister through the power of, the, of, of God's grace and the power and the glory of the Lord. And then what He does is He starts to show you your graces and your giftings as you rely on Him. Right? There's a lot of things that we love to do for the Lord and we do it in our own might and we get frustrated. Right? Allow the grace of the Lord to help you in your giftings and in what you do as you minister to the Lord in uh, power and in wonder. So there is the law. And there's then there's license, right? Uh, the license means that you're you're able to do whatever you want to do. Indulge yourself in every any activity that you deem acceptable and worthy and 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 wonderful, and you just have license to do that. Some some Christians believe in cheap grace that you can live the way you want to live without the power of the Holy Spirit speaking to you and without the word of God, and then you come to him and you just say, "God, forgive me." It's not the way it happens. See, here's the thing about love. This is the wonder about love, guys, is that he gives you the license to do what you ought to do. Okay? Did you hear that? He gives you the license to do what you ought to do. He gives you the power to do what you ought to do, to forgive and to love and to serve. That's the freedom of the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the freedom that, that we're talking about. Freedom. Freedom. So if you're here, if you're here this morning and there is a cell, a prison cell in your heart where you've tucked yourself away and you've locked yourself in, Jesus wants to set you free and do what he always does is set you free so that you can be what he wants you to be in all of his wonder and all of the amazing things that he has for you to treat your husband and your wife with love, to serve and to give without wanting a tap on the back or, or, or a handshake, but you do it just for the wonder of, of Jesus allowing you to work for him and allowing your heart to be this earthen vessel where the grace and the glory of God exudes to a lost and dying world. It's an awesome thing, guys. I want you to think about this. If there's a cell in your heart where you've tucked stuff away, you think you've closed the door and you've walked away, you haven't. 
You've tucked all that stuff in there and the door has closed on you. And you're in a, a prison and you need to be set free. Jesus can set you free. Let's turn over to John chapter 8. And let's go with verse 32. 31. Thursday night group understands that. That happens a lot. Okay. Uh, John chapter 8, verse 31. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, if you obey me, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, what happens? You are free indeed. Amen? You are free. Let's flip over to Romans chapter 8. Everybody with me? Call your, uh, call your neighbor next to your name, okay? All right? Call your neighbor next to your name. It could be anything, depending if you're set free or not. Okay, so, all right? Good. All right, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. It reads like this. And here it is, guys. Listen, this is the Word of God. This is the Word of God. It does not return void. It always accomplishes what it wants to and what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you today. Receive it now. This is the Word of God. So now, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ. And because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of its weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent His own Son in a body like the bodies we sinners have, and in that body declared an end to sin's control over us by giving His Son as a sacrifice for our sins. Did you just hear what I just said? In a body like the bodies we sinners have, and in that body God declared an end to sin's control over you by giving His Son as a sacrifice for your sins. Wow. It's over. Amen? It's over. He did this so that the last just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. Amen? All right. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. No kidding. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit of God. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never, ever 
please God. Wow. He sets us free. So today, if you have a prison in your heart and life that you put stuff in and you don't allow God to go in, that's why he went into the tomb, the prison of death, of sorrow, of pain, of brokenness, and he came out victorious. The, the stone was rolled away, and he came out the winner. Amen? The winner. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Amen. The winner. Okay? He won the victory for us. He won the victory for us. Why, why, why do we ever go back to defeat and the things that bind us and that control us when Christ has set us free? Some of you need to make some deeper commitments to God. You've been playing games. Come on. It's time to get with the program. Jesus is coming back. Stop the games. All right, stop the games. Let's 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 get down to brass tacks. He loves you, but he's going to hurt you if you don't surrender. Okay. What he does is he brings circumstances and situations into your life, temptations and tribulations. Yes, the temptations that come into your life, God uses to push you towards Him. See, all things work together for good to those that love God, called according to His purpose. Everything God uses. What Satan comes against you to destroy you, God will use it to draw you to him. Everything that comes into our lives pushes us towards our allegiance and our loyalty and our love and our devotion to our hero, who is Jesus Christ. He rescued us from the kingdom of darkness, set us free, transferred us into the kingdom of light. Amen? So why are you messing around with darkness? Come on. Go buy a... The thingamajiggy that goes like this and light it up, baby. Okay? Light it up with the Word of God. As a church and as a family, we're going to bind together to be set free. And it takes accountability. It takes confessing our faults one to another. This is why life group is so, so very important. We don't focus on the negative. We focus on what Christ can do positively through the power of God to change us and transform us. Like I said, there's nothing that you can do to cause God to love you less. Nothing that you can do to cause Him to love you more. What does the Bible say? God is love. And that love is transformative. It can change us. It can mold us. It can draw families together. It can draw people to Christ. And this is the gospel message and it's the gospel truth, people. And this is what's going to draw in a broken and a lost world. It's none of the effects and the things that we have. The lighting, we understand lighting doesn't mean anything. This is the new, this is the new uh, stained glass window, I guess. Okay, you know, lighting. TVs don't do anything. It's the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit that ministers to us, right? So let's make some, some packs today. P-A-C-T. Okay, a pact that will draw closer to the Lord. See, what's going to happen now after hearing this word, God's going to pinpoint something in your heart and life. He's going to take you down 
to that prison in the dungeon of your heart and say, I really got to get in there. And you're going to, from the inside, say, I know Jesus. You've got to set me free. We make a pact to do that, to surrender our hearts to the Lord, and God will take us to such blessing and wonder in being used by God. Secondly, let's make a pact to each other, that we got each other's back. Whatever you hear about somebody, love them. Whenever somebody falls, love them. If there's somebody that's wounded, you know, and back in the day, we used to shoot them and just keep on going. Let's go. Right? Now, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we love and we encourage and we lift up. What's our, what's our, what's our values, friends? Get down where Jesus is. He came low, became weak as we underneath us so that he could lift us up. Let's get down and dirty with each other and just lift each other up. Amen? And encourage one another. How many are excited about this great series, Set Free? Amen? Amen? I've told, I've told you this several times over and over again, but I have to say it again because it reminds me of who I am. My wife said to me that if I wasn't a Christian, I'd be a very scary, scary person. And I thank you for that, huh? Because she sees what, in my sinful nature, what I could become. And this is what each of us have to do. We have to look in the mirror and say, if it, if it's not, if, if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, I'd be lost and I'd be broken and I'd be bruised. Amen? Now, who's not thinking about soup? None of you. That's what I thought. Okay. Pulled pork. Amen. Guys, ABC Camp uh, is, we're raising money hand over fist. Um, but we need to raise more. Um, we just got a, uh, a check for $500 from Kenworth Trucking right in Lackawanna. Okay. We have uh, our friends in Canada just sent a check for $600. Okay. You know, so, uh, and all, every, every one of the, uh, the, the people that are going to, to the camp are, are raising money. So it's, it's just an awesome experience of binding together for the glory of God, touching people's hearts for Jesus Christ at this, at this camp. So it is very, very exciting. All right. Let's go get some soup. What do you think? Let's pray. Sandy, go ahead. Yeah. All right. What are you doing for Jilly? You just, your back hurts, sir? Okay. All right. Let's close in prayer, guys. Let's all stand and then uh, thank God for the soup. We got about seven soups out there, so it's going to be just awesome, okay? All right. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for setting us free to live in love, not a license to do what we want, but a license to do what we ought to do to give you pleasure and to live our lives for the glory of God. We thank you for each one here. We thank you we are a family. We love each other. We're behind each other. We're focused on each other, how we can bless each other and allow each other to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. We are family, and we thank you for your wonderful freedom. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. Bless the food, we pray. Thank you for each worker. Thank you for each person that has brought soup. Thank you for getting the sound back on and the sound team. 
And we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, let's go to it. Amen.